aim is is to accurately track sales throughout the, the supply chain and to provide a more realistic picture of where fertilizer is applied to land. And I suppose there's a good chance with this that we're we're going on sales data from the, the major importers at the moment. So this will give us a much clearer picture and possibly a lower number in terms of what's being used across the country by farmers. Because at the moment, we don't have any idea of what's sitting on farms or in, in co-ops. Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch. And welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now, in this episode, we're joined by Dr. Finbar Regan from the Department of Agriculture. Finbar discusses the introduction of the National Fertiliser Database. We discuss the fertiliser register and Finbar takes us through the key dates, the registration process, how it will work from the coming season and some of the implications for both merchants and farmers. We finish up the episode discussing the importance of entering closing stocks this autumn. We hear first from Finbar. The National Fertilizer Database, I suppose, is uh, it's it's a promise that was made to the EU in order to maintain the derogation. I suppose that was the first, the first kind of uh, part of it. And then there's also a an environmental side of it with emissions from uh, chemical fertilizers and lime. Uh, so I suppose that's where it came from originally, and uh, we've been working on it. I suppose for the last year and a half uh, since February of last year just to get everyone on board. So co-ops will have to enter their sales to farmers. Uh, farmers have a little bit of work to do just to register and to enter opening and closing stocks. Um, and and we will have a handle then on, on what's used uh, throughout the country. I suppose maybe this is quite basic, but just to clarify, it's, it's only accounted for chemical fertilizer and lime. We're not talking about slurry imports for this fertilizer database. Yeah, that's correct. It's nothing to do with uh, sorry. It's it's chemical fer- chemical fertilizer and lime. Yeah. I suppose that gives us the background. Maybe you might just tell us what the aims of the National Fertilizer Database are. Yeah. So I suppose the aim is is to accurately track um, sales throughout the the supply chain, um, and to provide a more realistic picture of where fertilizer is applied to land. And I suppose there's a good chance with this that. We're we're going on sales data from the the major importers at the moment, so there this will give us a much clearer picture and possibly a lower number in terms of what's being used um, what's being used across the country by farmers, because at the moment we don't have any idea of what's sitting on farms or in in co-ops. Uh, so we'll we'll have a better handle on exactly what's used, uh, hopefully. Um, and it will also be allowed to share data with industry. Uh, this may be useful for some sustain- sustainability schemes, um, but um, that data can only be shared under very strict terms and conditions and has to comply with all GDPR and data protection legislation. So it really is giving you a better capture of what's actually happening. You had the national picture in terms of total tonnage coming into the country, but we didn't necessarily know the usage or was there a carryover stock from year to year previously. So it is giving us a, a better handle on things. Yeah, it, it will do. Um, so we'll know the use, whereas previously it was just about sales data. It was what, like you say, it's what was coming into the country and it was assumed that that was all used. Um, that's, you know, I suppose it balances out over the, over the course of a few years anyway, but it, it'll give us a much better handle and it's much better data to be able to go back to the EU with in terms of the derogation. So just like in terms of the timelines for this this year, you might take us through that. Okay, so timeline. Um, I, I know we're we're well past the twenty fourth of July, but registration opened on the twenty fourth of July because that's the that's the date that the the legislation was true. Um, the date uh, the first of September. Um, so that's the date when you need to provide your herd number and you need to be registered on the system. Um, 
the date it's also the date from which imports and i'll get to that later on in the presentation but if you're importing directly onto your farm from outside the state whether that's northern ireland or great britain france the netherlands wherever it is uh, you need to record that on the system uh through ag food um so it's a date the first september is also the date from which all fertilizer transactions need to be recorded by um retailers co-ops merchants um the next important date then is the date uh, for closing stocks for, for farmers and professional end users. Um, so that's the 14th. So what you have in your on your farm at a minute to midnight on the 14th of September, um, that can be entered anytime from the 15th of September all the way up to the 15th of October. So the 15th of October is the deadline um, for entering that closing stock. And I suppose that closing stock, along with the sales to that farm during the year and the closing stock at the end of the year, um, will give us the, the figure for, uh, individual, um, farms. Um, so that's, that's important. Um, and just to say that, um, in terms of registrations at the moment, we are up at 90,000 out of an expected 130,000 for farmers. Um, and that's, 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 uh, increasing quite rapidly even even this morning now um the 15th of december that's when the co-ops and the merchants have to enter their data for september october and november uh so we delayed that slightly <clears throat> it was meant to be the 15th of october but we decided that because there's a lot of work for the co-ops on this um that it was best to give the extra two months to get their systems set up to be able to talk to our systems um, so they'll be able to upload that from then on the December data will come in in the middle of January, January data in the middle of February and so on. So requirements uh, for, for fertilizer suppliers, um, and this is just to cover what they have to do and you don't have to do essentially. So they'll all have to register if they're supplying fertilizer or lime. Um, they'll be assigned a unique identifier. Um, fertilizer transactions will be submitted to the department um, by the deadlines specified in the legislation. And they will have to give us their closing stock um, at a minute to midnight on the 30th of September, and they'll have to declare that by the 15th of October. All the co-ops that will be interacting with anyone supplying lime, they'll all be up on the system for the coming season? They will be, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's a process. It's it's ongoing. There's quite a few of them in the system at the moment, uh, but there seems to be good buy in on that side as well. There seems to be a lot of applications in uh, to get set up on the system. Um, so then I suppose what data do they have to provide to us? So they will have the fertilizer dispatched, uh, who they sent it to, uh, when they sent it and what the product was. So it's about the physical movement of the fertilizer. So if you buy it, and I suppose that's something to be aware of. If you buy fertilizer in January, but it's not delivered until February, you won't see it <clears throat> in the January figures. You'll only see it when the, when the product actually lands on your farm. That's, that's the date that we're interested in from the supplier. Uh, so just to be aware of that. That's an important one. I suppose we align that with the fact that it's going to go up in the middle of the month every month for those that are going to keep track of it. it that'll have a bit of an impact as well. It will indeed. So if you're looking at if you're looking at information at the end of February, you'll see the January stuff should have gone up on the 15th of February. Um, but that's all. And it's only the deliveries that were made in January, uh, not necessarily the sales, you see. Um, so, yeah, it's just to be aware of that, that you may think that there's stuff missing on your account, but it may be just that. So it's the it's the date it landed on your farm. That's that that's the one that we're looking at. Um, so information required for the transactions. So um 
There's a unique identifier for every merchant. So they'll have theirs product ID from the catalog. And I suppose this catalog is being built at the moment. Um, we have uh, a lot of data in from the main players, um, but unfortunately not everything has come in yet. So there, most of the big sellers are in there. Uh, so it shouldn't be a problem for the vast majority of people, but there are a lot of, um, you know, smaller tonnage products that are sold um, that aren't in the catalog. Now, companies have come back even this week with additional information. Uh, the problem is it takes a bit of time because IT have to put that up for us. So there's a couple of weeks of a lag between me getting the information, uh, going through it myself and checking it and getting it actually up on the system. Um, a bit of teething problems, obviously. Yeah, I think there'll be there'll be work on that all the way through, I'd say, till, you know, the end of this year or even into January, just to make sure we have everything. And I suppose we'll have more queries on that when lads are entering their closing stocks. Um and, you know, if there's things missing that they have on farm, um they could they can certainly contact us and we can add the particular product to the system and we can allow them to we we can take that information off them as to what they have. Um, it, it'd be useful for us uh, because then we'll have it sorted for when things get properly busy next spring. Uh, so there's a unique identifier for the customer. So for farmers, that's uh, their herd number. Um, quantity in tons uh, that was dispatched, the date of dispatch and the transaction type. So if you get something and you need to send it back, uh, there is a, a facility in the system for a, a return uh, to the um to your merchant or your supplier, uh, just so that that's not sitting on your account when it shouldn't be. Uh, methods of getting data to the department. So there's ag food, which is is what farmers will be using. And very small merchants may use ag food as well. It's a manual entry. And then there's an API, which is an app application programming interface. And I suppose what that means is that um, the computer systems in the merchants can speak to our computer systems uh, so they can upload the data directly on a monthly basis. Uh, so it makes it a lot, a lot more straightforward. And there's a validation step in that. So it'll, it will check that the, the numbers involved are valid uh, and are in the system. So farmer registration then, um, like I said, we're up at 90,000 already. Um, so it's looking, it's looking pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just conscious of the time of this podcast going out. We're into September already. So that forces September deadline, Finbar. For those that haven't registered by now, will there be any penalty on that? Can they still register? Yeah, they can still register. And I suppose the, the, the thing is, if uh, there's an awful lot of lads out there who aren't buying fertilizer during uh, September, um, so then they just need to be uh, registered in time to put in their closing stock. So the closing stock, the, the facility for that on ag food, and I'll get into it a, a little bit later, that will be available from the 15th of September. So they can go in on the 15th and register and declare a closing stock, uh, whatever products they have on farm. And they have a deadline of the 15th of October to do to, to enter that closing stock. So we would expect to be at pretty much 100% by that date, by the 15th of October. Uh, so registration, uh, the farmer or the agent. Um, I think if you've got an agent, they may have the access to register you on, on the National Fertilizer Database. Um, and you may not have it. Uh, if they're doing BIS payments for you, they were all put across so that they have uh, access to the National Fertilizer Database. Uh, so the steps involved uh, through Ag Food. Uh, so the, you log into Ag Food, so you'll have your, your credentials there to get in. Um, you'll look at the authorized applications, scroll down to National Fertilizer Database, click on that. Uh, it brings you to this screen. 
So your business ID is there. Now click on the plus sign under actions and you will get uh, registration. So this asks you, do you want to be registered on the system? You tick the box, uh, then you click submit, uh, click yes, and that's it, it's done. So, uh, so essentially when anyone goes into the National Fertilizer Database tab, it's very straightforward. Your herd number's gonna be there and your actions is literally just to register. It's a straightforward process to go through. It is indeed. But just to say that we have had some queries because people have tried to go in themselves and it's maybe the agent that has the access rather than themselves. Uh, so just to be aware okay. of that, if you have an agent, uh, it may work that way. Um, then and to then check... that just yeah. wanted to check, yeah. Yeah, if you want to check your registration, you can go back in, in here, click on the three dots under actions, uh, click on registration, and then it brings it up here. So it was submitted on whatever date and your business ID will be up there. So again, just for those farmers that haven't registered so far, they can still go in and do this. There's, there's no um, problem with going in and registering at this stage. No, there's not. Um, they can still register. And as I say, um, if they're not buying fertilizer until sure, a lot of lads mightn't be buying fertilizer till the spring, uh, then they have really, um, they have between the 15th of September and the 15th of October to go in and register and declare uh, a closing stock. But it's important that they're in before that 15th of October because they're going to have that, to declare the closing stock. Exactly. Um, and okay. I suppose we'll be we'll be following up then at that stage if people have particular issues um, with registering. I would advise them to contact us as soon as possible if they're trying to register and they're having some issues. Um, absolutely, okay. they should they should get on to us and we'll, we'll look up the herd number and we'll see what exactly the issue is. We've had quite a few queries now in the last few weeks. Um, on various different things. Uh, so it's important that if you are having an issue, don't just ignore it, um, just contact us. Uh, it's it's better. And I suppose there is um, th there is a, a, a an email address on the website, which is um, nationalfertilizersdb at agriculture.gov.ie. Um, and that's the one to, to contact. And we'll work our way through those. It's it's a better way than than ringing in most of the time. But if if you have to ring in, absolutely do that as well, and it'll be passed on, and we'll follow up on it. And I suppose look, there there are some slightly different circumstances here for some of them. But for farmers, maybe that aren't spreading fertilizer, maybe in organic schemes or that, um, even new entrants going in, they're still going to have to register on the fertilizer database. Yeah, they are. Yeah, we're going to have to show that we're we're covering everybody, and they'll have to enter a nil for the. Um, that's the other thing, actually. The closing stock, even if you have none, and I'll get to it further down, uh, you have to declare that you have that you have none. You still have to go into the system and just tick the box. Um, and I suppose a lot of the uh, a lot of farms will be using lime anyway, even if they weren't using fertilizer. But if even if they're using neither, they uh, they should register and just uh, and just tick the box. Uh, now, if there's okay. Someone, someone not registered on that, we'll see it over time and we'll contact and we'll see if there's a particular reason for that. Okay. You touched earlier on those maybe living in border counties who might be doing some trade with the North buying fertilizer in. It's a slightly different process for them. Uh, it is indeed. Yeah. So if you're buying in from outside the state or you're directly onto your farm or you're um, transferring product from your farm to another farm, uh, then you need to be registered as a fertilizer economic operator, and this is done through Ag Food as well. And it's a, it's a, again a fairly straightforward process. Uh, so the farmer or the agent um, can go in. So registration as a, as a fertilizer economic operator for a farmer only needs to be done once, as with the other registration. Um, either the first time you're doing a farm to farm transfer or the first time uh, you directly import product onto your own farm. So once you've done it once, that's done. Uh, 
so again, you go into Ag Food, uh, click on National Fertilizer Database. Uh, you'll already have registered as a, a fertilizer end user at this stage. So you click on the three uh, three dots. Uh, click on farm to farm transfers in this case uh, because this that's what this person is doing first. Um, then you can tick the box to register, um, submit it, and then you'll get this screen here. So you can record a farm to farm transfer. So your own ID is already in the system. So you put in the, the herd number that you're transferring to, the date that you did it and the product. And I suppose it's just to be aware that once that's done, then that, that product is taken off your uh, account and put onto the, the other uh, business ID account. Um, so if a farmer is importing, it's the same same steps again. You click on the three dots. You've already registered as a fertilizer end user. Uh, click on the direct imports for own use. Uh, and then you get a registration tab up here. Uh, tick, the, tick the box. Um, submit it. Uh, click yes and you're done and then you get this so uh, direct imports you're given the transaction date the product you imported the quantity and the country it came from and this here is about motor transport whether it's road or or sea because if it's sea and this is i suppose for the larger guys importing the big companies uh they need to enter the name of the ship that's the only reason that's in there um, Just like on, on that one, there, there is a timeline on the import. Oh, apologies, there is. Yeah, seventy-two hours. So when, from the time something lands on your farm, you have seventy-two hours to uh, to enter that information uh, onto Ag Food, and the same goes for anyone importing. The bigger companies do the same thing. So that that's only for that scenario. That's not going to affect the majority. It's um, not. No. Look, I, I suppose the other big one then that's copping up is our closing and our opening stocks. Um. Like this one's important. So that's that's coming in from the end of the fourteenth, the end of the period where we can spread. So it's covering whatever's left on the farm, Finbar. Exactly. Yeah. So you can enter this. You can't do it now, obviously, but from the fifteenth of September, that facility will be open. So you can go in and click, uh, click on that. So again, it's through Ag Food. So you you use your actions tab, go down, um, click on the three dots, click on closing stock, uh, and then you have two options. I declare I have no. Uh, closing opening stock uh, so that's there's nothing on your farm um, which uh, so we're told would be the case for the vast majority of lads but you know if it is it is it's simple you tick that box and you're done uh, the other option is to declare that you have uh, stock on your farm uh, at least one product 50 kilos or more uh, so I declare I have no opening stock submit you're done so if you don't have anything that's that's straightforward um, if you declare that you have opening stock, you put in the product and the quantity. And again, this will be the products will come from a drop down list. So you'll see your 18612s or whatever it is on that. Uh, if you come across a product that isn't on that list, um, it's, it's best for us if you contact us so that we have all that ironed out early. So we're expecting to get some queries on that uh, when closing stock is being entered and then the quantity in tons and then there's a plus thing here so if you've got three or four products you can add uh you can add another um product there as well um, so ju just for farmers like there's a huge array of products out there there's a wide catalog with a lot of different suppliers you'll have the vast majority of them should be up on the system they should be the searchable exactly it's a pre-populated pre list they should be, uh, because we've we've gone to the the major importers. There's only eight or ten major uh, major guys for the agricultural side, 
and they've all sent back their the 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 problem is there may be some gaps in the in what they sent us uh, we're finding a few now uh, but the vast majority of it should be in there um so there shouldn't be um there shouldn't be an issue with that but as i say if there is um the the thing is to contact us we'll get that product up on the system and we'll get back to you when we've when we've done that if there is something missing yeah. Then that comes up. You can see what you've declared uh, on the system. So you've grassland agro seven thirty a thousand tons. That's that's a lot of stuff. Um, so that's there. Um, and you know you can you can submit that then. So that's the way it's going to go in. Or if you've made a mistake and you put the wrong thing in, you can just bin it uh, and start you, you, and start you can, again. You can amend. Yep. Yeah. So you'll have an, an opportunity there. One of the simple errors that could happen here: that quantity is going up in tons. I yep. suppose the, the kilos. So just need to be aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose after the fact, if you've submitted something and you realize afterwards that it was a mistake, again, you can contact us uh, and we can we can look at that. I think our option at the moment is to just delete it from the system and ask you to re-enter the correct amount. Uh, but it can it can be looked at. Hopefully there won't be too much of that. But that's uh, that is if you've made a mistake, you're as well off to tell us um, tell us early and we can get it sorted as well. So our closing stocks, Fimber, that has to go in from September, the end of the spreading period. So the 15th, it's open on, up until October. Exactly. So the 15th of October is the deadline for that. So we would expect, unless there's some very um, specific issue with registering for a particular farmer, we would expect um, the vast majority, uh, pretty much 100%, to be in the system um, on or before the 15th of October. So just then for farmers, like in that close period, if they purchase fertilizer for next year, there will be an open stock required as well, will there on the farms? Or is that automatically pre-populated? No, no um, the only interaction they'll have is that that closing stock on the 14th of September. The sales then will be recorded by whoever's selling to them. Um, and then they just do a closing stock again at the end of uh, at the, at the end of the fertilizer year, the nitrates year on the 14th of September. Uh, what's on their farm at the 14th of September again, and that can be entered from the 15th on. So I think that's important from a recording point of view. The rest of it will be done by the merchant, and it's the closing stock annually, basically what you haven't used up or if there's nothing available is all that the farmer interaction really will have to be. That's exactly it. So the vast majority of farmers will interact with this system once a year to enter the closing stock on farm. Um, and I suppose, like I said, uh, maybe lads would be cute enough and the they, vast majority probably won't have a whole pile on the farm, if anything. Um, and, you know, then you're only going in ticking a box to say you don't have any fertilizer on your farm at the, on the 14th of September. Um, if there is stuff there, I'd expect it not to be a huge amount of, uh, of, of products. You know, you'd be talking maybe three or four products max and whatever tonnage of those are in. Um, and it's important, I suppose, that, that to, to, to reiterate that the, the, it does go in in, in tons um, so that everyone everyone is aware of that. So the only other thing is if you're transferring farm to farm or if you are importing, then you'll have those tra- transactions to put in as well. But like I said, for the vast majority of farmers, there'll be one interaction with this uh, system uh, each year. And just for those like whoever, if you wanted, you could actually track your purchases right throughout the year. It's going to update the middle of the next month so you can keep track of where you bought from and how much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as you say, it won't be real time. It'll be a, a few weeks behind, uh, but you can keep an eye on that. And again, it's the it's the date of dispatch. So when it's delivered to your farm, that's the date that's important for the system, um, as opposed to the the date of sale. Um, okay. So yeah, you'll have that information. And I suppose for people who have to provide information on on nitrates, uh, in 
you know, they, they should be able to pull reports from this system in time uh, that will do that for them. So just maybe finally, Finbar, um, for anyone that is having issues either registering or just certain queries for products on it, they can contact yourselves? Yeah, they can indeed. Um, the best way to contact us is still the the uh, email address. So that's nationalfertilizersdb um, at agriculture.gov.ie. Um, but we have informed the various help desks um, and they'll they'll be able to contact us on it as well. Um, so if you do have to call in, um, they'll know uh, who to who to forward it on, the, the, the details on to. And I suppose the, what they take is probably a herd number and a query, and then we'll follow up on it from there. That's great. Listen, thanks, Fimber. I appreciate that update. Thanks very much for coming on. Okay, thanks, Kieran. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. I'd like to thank Fimber again for coming on and explaining the National Fertilizer Database and the register itself to us. I've included a link in the show notes to the Department of Agriculture's webpage on it, which contains a host of information about it, as well as some of the frequently asked questions, which hopefully will provide some more insight for you should you need it. That's it for me. We're up to this from Sheep Program. Keep an eye on our Twitter page at Jogger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to follow us for more episodes.